Hello and welcome to this Brussels to Beijing policy podcast from S&P Global Platts. I'm Siobhan Hall, Platts' expert on European Union energy policy based in Brussels, and I'm joined from London by Power and Europe editor Henry Edwards-Evans and our Global Innovation Director, James Rylett. Today, we're talking about a disruptive technology, blockchain, which could bring large-scale automation to commodity markets in just a few years' time. The technology itself is relatively simple. Getting the regulation right, however, is likely to prove much more complex. So, Henry, you've been following blockchain closely for power in Europe. So, what's the latest? Well, Siobhan, the latest is that big utilities across Europe have been working together, actually, to build Europe's first ever gas and power trading platform using blockchain. We're talking big names here, E.ON, NL, Angie, and so on. The plan is to start live trading on it before the end of this year. Wow, that seems pretty quick. What kind of products are they planning to trade? Well, pretty much anything that can be physically delivered. So forward and spot for both gas and power. There are around 20 utilities from across Europe already involved. And the platform developer, Ponton, is in talks with more. It, it sounds like they've got most of the European gas and power market involved already. James, you look across commodities. Have you seen similar developments in, in other markets? Well, Siobhan, it's, it's really interesting to hear about the cooperation between gas and power companies because uh, in the oil market, for example, it's not always easy to get participants together around the table. And in fact, we're hearing that recent plans for a meeting amongst crude oil traders couldn't go ahead uh, because of in-house counsel and maybe even regulatory concern over antitrust connected with that. Okay, so there's always this issue about wanting companies to be competitive whilst they cooperate. And, you know, that's a difficult issue for regulators. So regulation is still a big issue then? Yeah, it's it's a big issue. Um, and it's not just antitrust. I mean, blockchain, in essence, creates a fully decentralized environment for trading. There's no central authority or permissioning system. Everyone has a copy of their own distributed part of the ledger, and that's encrypted. How do you regulate a decentralized environment? This is completely new territory for regulators. Yes, and James, I think it's obviously it's new territory for the rest of the market too. And we're seeing Euroelectric, the European Association, just launching a one-year project to look at what blockchain could bring to e-mobility, in electricity, flexibility in trading. Um, there are a number of areas they're going to look at. Right, so they're doing the study. What is Euroelectric plan to do with the results of that? Well, it's very early stages, Siobhan, but my understanding is that Euroelectric's approach will be its normal one, which is to help policymakers and regulators understand what looks like a pretty complex technical area. And blockchain is seen as a bit of a Wild West area for trading still. Um, it's in early stages. It's not mainstream at all yet. But every single company that I've come across is looking at use cases for this technology and whether that's in generation networks, trading or retail. That's interesting and encouraging to hear, Henry, and I can see why they're taking that role. But I just wonder, I mean, a one-year study might be too slow to be useful. The technology is changing every few months. It's being developed in real time. It's going to be really difficult for policymakers to keep up. Well, I can see why you say that, but it looks like the European Commission is going to try. So it's planning to spend about half a million euros over the next two years on an EU blockchain observatory. 
Now, the idea is that this observatory will keep the Commission updated on all blockchain developments around the world. And that would include uh, legal and regulatory issues, for example. That's that's interesting too. I mean, on regulatory issues, Europe could well have an advantage. I've just got back from Washington, D.C. If you look at Europe versus the U.S. and Asia, we have a much more consolidated regulatory environment. So there's a better chance of a consistent regional approach, which could work in favour of those trying to adopt the technology. Yeah, and a regional approach lends itself well to creating regional markets which then need to be actually reduced right down to microgrids at uh, local level and distributed networks at local level because blockchain really does support those disaggregated emerging markets. Okay, so we can see that blockchain is going to be useful and the regulation needs to be sorted out, but it all seems a long way off still. I mean, the regulators, they don't seem to be too bothered just yet. You know, EU financial authority ESMA, for example, they said recently that it's just too early to think about any regulatory changes needed. I mean, they said basically they're going to keep an eye on it. Yeah, look, I mean, the technology is being deployed now. This is happening now. And there are potentially some quick wins for traders in implementing it. Uh, for example, blockchain's been cited as significantly reducing compliance costs. It can definitely help transform know your client KYC processes, anti-money laundering processes. These are really laborious at the moment and expensive and a regulatory requirement. So blockchain could automate a lot of that and make it much more efficient and transparent for participants and regulators alike. Yeah, I just want to add here that, I mean, obviously regulators will want and need oversight of blockchain trading when it comes. But adding a referee to a peer-to-peer network, it kind of goes against the ethos of everyone being equal. That will be a challenge for the community of uh, blockchain technology people putting these things together. That's exactly right. That's the paradox here. But equally, traders are going to need enforceable laws for the smart contracts that they'll be using. Like I said before, it's going to be difficult, but it's very important to have an enforceable rule of law behind a transaction, whichever network it sits on. Right. So, James, how do you see that regulation playing out? I think the regulation has to keep pace with the technology. The technology looks like it's going to find smaller incremental inroads into trading systems smaller components that will interoperate with existing systems and environments. That seems to be the way that markets are going. So it's not going to be a big bang shift of environment, but regulators will have to understand these new components and the new environment while providing for their operation with the old world, which is going to be quite complex. So basically interesting times ahead for both the early adopters and the the regulators. Now, big question. Do either of you want to take a punt? on when blockchain will be fully mainstream? Well, it depends on your definition of fully mainstream. The players involved at the moment are mainstream and they're taking it seriously. Uh, We know the technology works from these early pilots. Technology and technologists can move pretty quickly and increasingly we're seeing exponentially. But the challenge comes in the business and regulatory cycle. Uh, The rest of us are just trying to keep up. Yeah, I mean, this is one important element of a whole raft of digital technologies coming in. So it's uh, not if, it's when and to what extent. And certainly trading will be first in the queue because traders like to move quickly and adopt technology. Then microgrids will take off 
And I'm hearing that we'll have a much better idea within five years. In the meantime, we're going to be keeping a close eye on all of this. In fact, Platts is hosting its own conference focused on blockchain in London in November. Yeah, that's right. And we're going to try and take a pretty wide view of all of the implications uh, affecting our markets and our customers and the people that are involved at the event. There are really significant cybersecurity, technology, implementation issues, and, you know, the automation and, as Henry says, the related other technological changes are having a massive impact on trading and settlement workflows. And that can present some threats, but also a significant amount of opportunity for all people active in the market. Okay, so you're basically saying the conference is going to be really interesting and everyone should join us there to discuss this in more depth. That's exactly what we're saying. (laughs) Well, um, luckily, you can be able to find more details about that conference soon on our website at platts.com. That's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much, Henry and James, and thank you for listening. Tune in next time for more Platts Perspectives on Policy.